This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the most valuable sports podcast. Here's a part of Bulldog Radio Sports Network. We should establish that. That's a pretty catchy title. Network. BRSN. Yeah. I mean, we got we got a nice crew of four sports analysts on the club. Yeah, we can use more in the club. If you're a sports fan, you want to make your own podcast, do some do some fun stuff over um, audio production, whatever. Join Bulldog Radio. This is the place to be. Indeed. But Brandon Worth here, Joe Nagy across from me, and we got plenty of talk about today. I'm sure everybody is waiting for our responses to what happened last night in March Madness. And don't worry, you're going to get I don't want to talk about it, to be scoop. honest. I don't want to I mean, talk about it. Yeah, but we have to because that's obligated on our job. our job. And it's here and it's here on the agenda. So we really can't skip it. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, our crew might be a little upset that we skipped it, so we're we're gonna have to do it and bear with us. But I have plenty of things to say about that. But we got some other things we're gonna talk about. There was something we missed over on Monday show that we we're gonna cover. Um, that was an event that we we've heard heard about, but we're gonna talk about it for the first time and give our thoughts on it. And of course, we got the Masters coming up, and we know Joe. Yeah, I haven't talked about golf a little bit, but uh, Masters you, is back. So. I know you were itching to put that in this week, and I'm I'm just glad that you are excited, and I know everybody's excited to get the war, the best golf major back on tour. And then we'll have a fun segment at the end of the show talking about the things looking forward to summer because. We're almost it's here. It's a full slate, really, we got, today. We got, we got a, a lot of stuff to talk about I know today. here at Ferris, we have one month left. We got a month left? Really? It's the end of April. It's the end uh, of the semester. Oh, yeah, because we didn't even have spring break, so exactly. it's a week earlier. Yep, it's a week earlier, so think about that. But, hey, this, are you excited for this weekend, though? It's spring recess. Spring recess. Not quite spring break. It's only spring, four days. Spring slash it's Easter technically slash our spring break. Thank you for allowing us to cut spring breaks. We'll give you two days weekend. There you go. That's that's the hy- right. that's the so, hy- that's the hyphen for the this weekend's recess. Gotta, but, gotta love spring recess. Yeah, enjoy your time off. No classes Thursday, Friday. Yeah, four days of four days of just chilling out. I still have homework to do over the weekend, which kind of sucks, but nonetheless. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, I'll be in Western Kentucky, hopefully running really fast. So I'm I'm looking Run forward super to fast. it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to not doing ho- having to do any homework. Got all my homework finished, so I won't have to do any in the hotel room, nice. which is a high plus. Five. Thank you for the high five. But anyway, into the show we go. Um, starting off with March Madness, the Elite Eight matchups. Um, some of them turned out as expected. Some of them. Some of them didn't. Did not. But um, starting off, Houston, the Cougars. I'll be honest. I was a little bit lower on the Cougars, especially at the beginning of the tournament. I had them going out second round. Uh huh. I think Rutgers gave them a gave them a little bit of a scare, and I was a little concerned because they're going to have to play a hot Syracuse four. team. But they figured it out, and they also beat Oregon State sixty seven sixty one. Uh, Oregon State did a great job of pulling together a great second half compared to a pretty atrocious first half, mm-hmm. especially looking at that game. Uh, but, I mean, Houston just, ha- just had enough in the tank to hold them off. I mean, Oregon State threw the kitchen sink at him in the second half, but Houston was not phased. Um, they they, did, they had a pretty good game. I think that they've established themselves one of the better defensive teams. We saw that in the first half. Uh, and I think Houston, or Oregon State had a great run. You just you just knew back in yeah. the back of your that's, mind that's the, they don't have the firepower yeah. to make. That's the, the one run. thing about like twelve seeds and double digit seeds that make it far. It's like you really have to rely on that like basically on the underdog factor going into the game and just hoping. I wouldn't say hoping, but like teams to play down to your level because like 
once you get to it, Houston is a lot better competition than what Oregon State has played so yeah. far. Excuse me. And like, I don't know when it when they when the game got going, I realized like, yeah, I think this is the time where like Oregon has kind of run its course. Oregon State has run its course a little bit because I mean, when you double when you, Houston doubles Oregon State's points in the first half, like just getting out of that deficit and out of that hole is a lot tougher. Because I think I said it last show, like going into the locker room when you see that score on the scoreboard and you realize like we got a lot of work to do. It's a daunting task, and I mean they almost did it. They were, I think they scored 11 more points in the second half than them, which they, which is phenomenal. But it's just that hole that they dug that they couldn't get out of it, and also, you know, their luck just ran a little bit dry. Yeah, I think that this, I mean, this game was just one where you knew like Oregon State was going to have a chance, but I mean, Oregon State, this was really, this was really the game that you you knew this was going to be make or break if they were going to really make a true run. Like this yeah. was this was the tester and. I mean, if they did if they did win this game, they had to play Baylor next, which I don't think they would. Yeah, well, I mean, it would have been it would have been a definitely interesting matchup, but yeah. I would I would definitely say that Oregon State would have. I I mean, Oklahoma State was a a little bit of a tough task, but that team was just came out so flat that they really didn't have any really problems yeah. getting past them. I mean, that team just played really bad that day, and um, yeah. They, it wasn't really like the Oklahoma State's a good team, but they, Cade Cunningham also played a little bit flat. Oh yeah, he played like flat. He, first he, round he didn't play super great. Second round he played all right, but like that's when the team played a little bit flat too. Yeah, I think that I they they didn't play the Cowboys didn't play up to their their potential in that game, and that's why they're played in, down definitely. Yeah, that's why they left in the round of thirty two, and that'll be interesting to see how that improves. Um, Cade Cunningham's draft stock compared to another yeah, name because he was gonna be like he was the outright number one pick and then didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, like kind of moving over into that game, Gonzaga, um, pretty routine, I guess. Just blow out any team in your path by yeah. nineteen points. I'll be honest, I'm pretty surprised by Gonzaga right now because they don't look. I've I was very skeptical seeing that they'd probably go out this round or the next. But they don't seem to be slowing down. They're so. they're not slowing down, and I think if that they win, I'll eat my words, respectively. Oh yeah, I mean this team right now is just the best team in basketball, hands down. The way that yeah. they're playing, I mean, I understand the competition level hasn't been there because yeah. no, I mean, I mean that's that's given though, because like their conference is trash. So like you obviously have the skepticism. I had the skepticism when they went into this, but like Gonzaga, they've always proven that they can make it far. But they just haven't been able to do or go the whole way. And, like, this year I think they could do it. Yeah. Especially with a team that they got, Timmy I mean, and Jalen Suggs and all them. Yeah, I think, oh, I, I think the one thing that, like, jumps out at me is, like, Gonzaga's played so well. And I know there's everybody saying, okay, they start off with a 16 seed. Then they played a depleted Oklahoma team. Then they played an overrated Creighton team. And then they played USC. I mean, you're, there's no top. It's four. not been as tough as other teams have. Yeah, there's no top five. And there's no top four seats in like they're not playing the upper quadrant of their region as far as best teams. Like yeah. they're they're playing the the next best. Which I mean, of course you can have you can you can of course just dominate games. And I mean, really, you got to give you got to tip your hat to Gonzaga because really what they're doing is saying, yeah, we know this team's 
not capable of beating us and we're going to show you and we're going to we're going to dominate like we're supposed to and move on and that's yeah. what they've done i mean they won by 16 against oklahoma they won by 18 against creighton and then they won last night by 19 against the trojans of usc they've been dealing. so they've been dealing they've they've been on a roll and this team looks like the best team and they look like they're definitely deserving of the best team in college basketball as of now i mean obviously there was times where it could have flipped either way during the season but i mean with yeah. this team with jalen Suggs, Corey kisper drew timmy they just look so good i mean they're not even like you just like their offense just looks so in sync so on a roll so crisp like it's like i don't know what teams are going to do to stop it i mean i mean the only thing like inside they might get a little if I mean if their bigs get on a little bit of a low stretch yeah but they can make up for it with shooting but I they're not like shooting they're not like shooting like 50 yeah. percent or whatever like I think it was that like the I think USC actually was it USC last last game that just absolutely dismantled Oregon. shot the shot the lights out or against yeah. Oregon they won 82 to 68 against Oregon yeah like they played phenomenal offensively and it was just like whoa is this team gonna slow down against gonzaga answer was yes yes it was a usc they shot 58 percent from three yeah <laughs> they just, like it was like a whole different team that showed up against gonzaga True. i mean they did yeah. what, i mean gonzaga just did what they needed to do and that's just deal but oh yeah like bottom line is that it, it was it was clear that usc's size didn't phase gonzaga i'll say all. this if gonzaga wins the whole thing you can't argue that they've had one of the easiest routes to the championship for this year. In the tournament? In the tournament. Eh, yeah. One of the easiest. Yeah, and definitely not the hardest. Yeah. I, I don't know about the easiest, but... It's one of the easiest. Like, yeah. I want to say, because there has been a couple. Yeah. Like, Michigan got pretty lucky until we... Uh, are, if we, we want to hop get, into that right we, now, but... We did get lucky, but... um, No, we're not going to do that just yet. Not just yet. <laughs> I got to get my momentum up here gotta, first. Got to... Get in the mood first because, yep, yep, you know, yep, that's yep, going to yep. be a damper. Yep. So, Baylor, Arkansas, this was, I think, the – I don't want to say the disputed game to watch, but I think definitely in my mind it was it because was the it closest was the closest. One. Yeah. Like, it was two very good teams. I I still had Arkansas going out first round. Surprised that they made it this far. But, like, yeah, this is definitely the one that was, like, actually the most fun to watch, depend, like, depending on what you like. I mean, because – a lot of the other games were like just not very close. Like Houston and Oregon State was kind of, but like also was kind of a runaway near the end. But like this one was like pretty solid throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, Coach Drew, they've. I mean, the way that this team has responded to every every down bit, every stagnant moment, every little just there's glimpses where you're like, oh, is this it? Is this finally where the Bears fall? They're starting to miss their threes. They're starting to get a little bit lackadaisical on the defensive side. They always find a way to snap it around and figure it out. And, I mean, you got to give credit to Arkansas. Like, Baylor was lighting it up from deep like they always have 52% been. 52% from three. Yeah, 8 of 15. But, I mean, they there was effort. I mean, Arkansas, they gritted. They got the they got the wind on the boards. Um, they turned the ball over too, a little bit too much. Mm. They play a little sloppier than they normally do with 15 turnovers. But yeah, you're not going to win with – it's tough to win with double-digit turnovers, yeah. especially if you have double digits more than the other team too. So. Yeah, I think this game definitely came down to – um, how Arkansas was going to respond on the defensive side against a juggernaut like Baylor. They gave up 46 in the first half, which was definitely not a tough task, or um, definitely not an easy task. Tough task. Yeah, what? to come back from. Yeah, I think that 
Arkansas was a team that we were like, yep, they they can be a contender, question mark. But it was really the other side of the ball yeah. that we were worried about. And that and that ended up not that was ended up the reason they did prevail is their defense just could not stall Baylor and they couldn't chase them off the three and yeah. they couldn't make it. They they had to get them off their game from the outside and make them play more inside and then take advantage of it on their side yeah, from the line they but they didn't. So Yeah, they just played not very good, but and they still, in, yeah, still scored 72 yeah. though. I mean, yeah. Not too bad. I mean, it was it was a solid game. It's just they didn't do what they needed to beat Baylor, but last game uh from yesterday, Brandon, and I I just don't even know where to start. UCLA Michigan, uh UCLA UCLA beat Michigan, so it's no big deal. Yeah. So the Bruins won just, 51 to 49. It really hurts to say it. And um this was a hard how one. How did you score less than 50 in college basketball? Um that's a very good question and especially I, if you're Michigan. I don't understand how we got Well, I understand. I know why we did. We played down to their level. Like we, we didn't play where we usually were playing. We did. Um first of all, give credit to Johnny Juzang. He, yeah, he deserved he, it. He was he played phenomenal up the whole game. So he had 28 points in this game for UCLA. Yep, 28 over 51, according to my um my diploma of algebra two. That would definitely <laughs> be over two. half. No, I've definitely done higher than algebra two anyway. I was gonna say you haven't done pre-calculus. Calculus? No, I've already done calculus. Cal- I've already done calculus. So my bad. I'm just not as smart in math as you, Brandon. No, my high school only that doesn't mean that not I've completed a class. Doesn't mean I might not be smarter or might be smarter. I guess so. Anyway, I like how we're trying to find distractions <laughs> to get off this, but it's it's okay. I mean, as a it mis- just seemed like sorry to cut you off, but it just seemed like we just weren't. I think you said it the best. Like for the last like couple minutes, it's just we weren't very coordinated. Yeah, I we just seemed like to just be. Trying to get up shots and just trying to like force stuff and oh I know what you're talking put up about stuff okay. that just isn't good and it's not even just like the thing that like I, that you showed me or whatever it's just the whole like last five minutes where it's like we went that like stretch of not scoring anything then Shawnee Brown hit a three and then it's just like anytime we try to do something they would just go down the floor and Juzang would just get a layup and just be able to go through anything and then like there's just like offensive rebounds that we gave up that we should have had and then we gave up we gave. You still have so many second chances, too. It just was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, so here's the, the bottom line that I got from this game. And I watched this game from, from tip to whistle. Final whistle, I should say. Like, I watched the entire game. I think there was parts where I almost fall, fell asleep because um, I will say this. Not necessarily – I'm not a guy that makes excuses. Like, that's not that's not who I am. I mean, there's obviously things that you can say like, oh, this definitely caused. And I know that um, if you're a follower of Barstool, which I know, Joe, you are. I, um, I follow it a little Stool bit, Stool yeah. Presidente, Mr. Dave, um, made a good point last night that I, I, I watched on one of his things. Um, he had a little emergency video or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you saw emergency that. Emergency press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called. Something like, yeah, his, his, his weird press conferences. Quoting Michigan as a baseball school and what, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. And I know he's a, he's a fan, but... Um, there was a point that he made that I think was a little bit like something I didn't think about was like UCLA's playing in their prime game slot because technically this game this game tipped at nine fifty or that's 10, six 10 o'clock, o'clock for them that's six o'clock that's prime time for them like that's yeah. six, six seven o'clock that's the one good thing about it being it's in what is it in 
No, it's in Indiana. I'm an idiot. But so, like, that's the one good thing. Is like, if a, if a game's later, like, mm-hmm. yeah, which we we play. Like, I'm not saying like that was the reason we lost the game, yeah. but that definitely helped. It's just the internal, the, the internal clock has a pretty big effect on athletes. Oh yeah, and, I've I've had races where I've raced at one o'clock in in the afternoon or two o'clock, and it's like, yep, that feels pretty good. And I've had races where I've started a race at 11:15 Eastern Standard Time. Like, I it's it was that late when we started a race, and I know my teammates know exactly what race I'm talking about. Yeah. So I what think race was it? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, it was at Grand Valley in indoor. Um, Started 20, that late. 2020. Yep. It was it was a Grand Valley meet, and it was the second our second meet of the year. And it was it started like at they started the meet at like four or five instead of like two. So then they, they, the yeah. last the last couple of heats of the 3K, which I was yeah. in, started like after can, 11. So because you can like take a nap, like as players, like you can take a nap, but you know what the time of your game is, but like. Just the internal clock of like it getting late for you and like being like, oh, I'm just tired. Because especially with the time difference, Indiana I think is an hour behind us, right? Yeah. So um, like, especially I don't know parts of Indiana is parts parts I have is family down there and usually yeah, it's like a it's like a little cutoff thing. It's like the bottom or it's a weird the part. Top, I don't know if the north versus I'll have to look it up. different, but but if if it is, that means the tip off was actually like ten fifty seven. Or yeah. sorry, but ten fifty seven for us. So we were playing till like two in the morning. Yeah, and I'm not obviously like that's not the reason we lost the game, and I'm not making the excuse for them. Like, like obviously we had games that were we we I think LSU was an eight o'clock game. I think we had another had another a couple five o'clock games. So I mean we were used to playing a little bit later, but that was a point that like UCLA's playing where they always play. Like as far as time wise, like they're back at they're back at home basically at that. But I'm not gonna make the excuse of that. But I we def we just didn't. The thing that really caught up to Michigan in this game was all the things that we had banked on that we were doing really well with, um, getting looks inside, getting those to drop, hitting some big three point shots when the runs were getting low, yeah. all those little things, taking care of the basketball. We didn't have last night. We didn't have those t- those normal things that we always can bank on. Yep, when we have when we play this game, it doesn't matter how bad we play. We're going to have A, B, and C. Yeah, we didn't have any of those. We had trouble taking care of the basketball at times. We had fourteen turnovers. Um, we beat them on the glass. I'll give them that. But in the moment, critical moments down the stretch, we gave them too many opportunities, and that 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 killed us. Because I mean. Mm-hmm. I can sit up here and say, well, if we would have, if we would have held Johnny Juzang to twenty-eight point or twenty points or fifteen points or whatever, we would have won the game. Like, no, sure, duh, but that's not how it went. Like, yeah, they ran plays for Juzang. They literally ran the piston route, double screen all the way around, so he catch it and shoot it. And he would even pull it up with guys or with Shawnee yeah. Brown, Eli Brooks, some of the best defenders in the Big Ten, if not college basketball, in his face, and he was still hot hitting them. Like, yeah, he was he, hot. You yeah. can't, you can't guard hot. No, you can't. You can't torch. You like you can't arms. You can't extinguish a torch with blowing on it. Like that's not how it works. Like that's you're, you're going to. You're, you're not, not going. Lie. Like yeah, we were going to need. We were going to need a fire extinguisher. So yeah, that's a lot more. We just like we just never had that. And fire that's extinguisher. the thing, especially late game. Like we when, when you're hot, it's just like you. It's just give me the ball and I'll score. Yeah, that was the, all their offense was at the, it was just at the end of the game. It was Campbell maybe got a pick and roll, and if not, then it was going to go into Juzang with 20 yeah. on the clock and let him do his thing. Yeah, and Campbell was like had 11, but like other than that, like nobody else scored really. Yeah, uh, I mean down the stretch we had our chances. We had plenty of chances, eight of them. 
We missed all eight. We had our chances. Yeah, four, this game was forced bad shots. There's like no offensive flow at all. But there it was, was just very there, there was there's a little bit, but near the end it was just kind of like just choppy. Yeah, there was times where we got open looks, and I know the people that watch or that watch this game know some of the moments I'm talking about where we had looks in the basket for potential layups, and we missed them. And it was brutal. I know Dickinson had one that was a pretty much surefire. I think he had a. I think he was in the post, took a one-step spin, had one off the glass, roll off. It's like we need those. Those have to go in. Like you need to make those as. Yeah. And Dickinson wasn't as. I know he was a leading scorer, but he wasn't as efficient as he normally is. He didn't play his best. Yeah. He had. Too, he had too many times where he missed catches. He missed free yeah. throws. And I you said one thing too that like before the show started, it's like he was really forcing the left hand a lot more. He's been forcing his left hand a lot, and I know like out of, like out of when he was recruited in Maryland, like he didn't have to use his right hand. He was just such a physical threat as a seven feet tall and being able to use his body the way he does. Like he didn't have a problem like going up. There was nobody that was contesting him really. Like yeah, I I mean he would have the the closest player that I would have think of that he might have played that he might have had struggles with, and I actually don't know if he played him or not, would have been Drew Timmy. He, that would have probably been the guy yeah. that you would have been like, okay, that might be a good defensive matchup against mm-hmm. Dickinson, which we could have probably possibly seen if the this game would have went, flipped the scores or went differently. But, I mean, UCLA, like, they, they, they've just, they've really done a good job. Yeah, because they've, you've got to give Dion. You've got to give them credit. I mean, this team credit where credits due, but they're going to get rolled on by Gonzaga most likely because I don't think Gonzaga is going to play down. We've I seen. Mean, I mean, we've seen what they've been able to do when I they mean, play lower seeds. They don't play down. They just yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, Coach Cronin had a game plan against us. He knew we were going to go inside a lot, and they their interior defenders did a good job. I mean, they doubled it a couple times. Very they good. they forced us to make bad passes, but some of them, some of them, I'm not going to say UCLA won the game. I'm not going to say Michigan lost the game, but mm-hmm. the combination of the two quite are made us play bad basketball, which we don't do. Yeah. That was something that like you look at the other games in the tournament, pretty efficient, turn the ball over a little bit against Florida state, even though we shouldn't have. Yeah. But on the defensive side, we forced turnovers. Like yeah. our defense wasn't terrible in this game. We held UCLA to 51 points. Yeah. It's just, we scored 49. That's the one thing. Yeah. We just, our offense not- wasn't there. We didn't play up to we didn't play up to our potential. We played down to the competition, which very much sucks. But nonetheless, Gonzaga is going to be playing UCLA in the Final Four. Probably Gonzaga going to most likely win that one. Not yeah. going to lie, pretty pretty chalk on that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a team where, like, I don't see that. Like, this is the thing. I didn't see UCLA like on paper. Michigan's better, top to bottom. I didn't see UCLA going this far. First four to final four. Yeah, it's the second time that's ever happened. VC, I believe last time VCU Shocker Smart was the last yeah. time, like in all eight or whatever that miracle run was. But I, I think, I mean, this Gonzaga theoretically, the way they've been playing, I don't see them having a problem with UCLA, and I, but I also didn't see a potential problem us against UCLA. We had the size. We had the perimeter defensive abilities to stop guys like Juzang and Campbell from going off, but they still did anyway. So, I mean, this could be a toss-up, yeah. but I, I, I can't I see... Timmy's been so dominant, though. No, I think... So, that, I don't know if they will be able to 
if they mimic combat diet. if they mimic what they do did against Michigan, which they threw they threw a little bit. I'm surprised they honestly didn't play more zone at the beginning of the yeah. game, make us shoot it a little bit more because we didn't sh- we didn't shoot well at all. I mean, Franz was one of ten. Franz had a ter- like a uncharacteristic yeah. bad game because he had the one the one shot. Uh, that was like the air ball, right? He had the open. That was a clean look too. Like I don't, I know, like some yeah. people were like, he oh, almost won the a, game too. That was a really close shot he, too. At that the end. was an open look. What we wanted, it was just was that the guy to give the ball to at that point in time because he was one of eight at the time when he shot that three. He was, I think, zero for two from deep too. Yeah. So, and I know some people were like, well, how did how did he get the open three down the stretch? Like he wasn't the primary option. It was Shondi, and Shondi didn't get open. So. Um, I mean, that was that was definitely. I mean, there was some people that said something about um, the the layup that Brooks threw up, um, the uncharacteristic layup. Yeah. Um, I know one Ohio State fan made the comment on it, and um, I obviously didn't respond because I didn't need to because we all know what the comeback would be there, and there's no disputing that. Yeah, so I won't Robertson, say that. Big. Yeah, you said it, not me. Um, I could say a bunch of other things, but I won't. So, um, because and frankly, like, yeah, be the bigger man. You know I how mean, it is. We lost. I, I get it. I mean, yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to go on Twitter about it. So, uh, I don't. I don't need to do that. But there's a lot of things where is was this the right decision as far as coaching was concerned in this game? And I know there was some times where I know personally with six seconds left, um, why we didn't get a wheel to half court and then get something from there. I know it would have only been four seconds, but, um, or I mean, I didn't mind that we called the timeout right away, but, um, wide Mike stopped and shot a three. He had to step on Campbell, keep going, take it to the basket and get a foul. That's what he's very, very yeah. good at. Why he didn't do that was a good, was a good question. But I mean, in that play, you want, you wanted to get something for Shondi cause he was going to be the guy that was going to deliver. He used to been that, he was that clutch guy earlier in the yeah. game. He showed that throughout the year. Kind of got he a little spark too. Yeah, he got a spark going guy. too that with that three after like going stagnant for a while or the offense was stagnant for a while. And he made that three with like, was it five minutes to go or something like that? Yep, that was really like in a stagnant moment. A bit. Yep. So, but nonetheless, very much excited to watch this game. Another game, or the other game, is probably going to be more exciting to watch. Houston v. Baylor. That one, I, f- I feel like it's just going to be more like intense of a game. I don't know the best word to use for it, but like Gonzaga, like you can kind or Gonzaga UCLA, you can kind of like basically tell who's going to win the game. Like it'll probably be close by like ten points. Gonzaga's probably gonna win, but like Houston and Baylor, like you don't know who's gonna win here. Yeah, I mean, if we were gonna make we we're gonna make a a wager or something on this game, I would take a, I would take I think if I was a betting man, which I'm not, um, I just know a little bit about it, like as far as like going with with a spread, I think Gonzaga in this in the opening game is like I think threaded at uh fourteen, I think it is. Uh I think something like that. So yeah, fourteen. I think I don't know. I think they can hold that. I don't. I don't see like on paper. That's the thing. Paper doesn't matter. It's how you play it that night. And I think like Gonzaga on paper is the better team, and they've shown that they've beaten teams that they know they should beat. Like they don't have a problem with that. So I don't. I would say that this. I I don't want to say this game's gonna be a blowout, but it seems like every year there always is a blowout in the Final Four. So. Yeah. I'm going to take it. It's going to be that one because you're right. Baylor and Houston's going to be a much closer game. So I think I would t- I would probably take I would I would take definitely Gonzaga by at least ten, mm-hmm. if not fifteen. So I I don't I don't see a reason like they can beat them on the inside. They can beat them on the outside. 
Um, I think that Coach Cronin's going to have to throw the kitchen sink at him, maybe throw a 1-3-1. One, one, I don't know. 2-3 zone. Maybe hope they don't shoot that well that night. I don't know how they're going to beat him, but, I mean, they also beat Michigan, so they could yeah. be they could be on a roll. But, I, I mean, Baylor's also a team that um, has taken care of business so far. I mean, they've, they've dealt with a lot of <laughs> – a lot of kitchen sinks thrown at them too. I mean, obviously their route, their route to get here was a little bit different than expected. Obviously, I think a lot of people were were anticipating different matchups. I mean, I know they they were a little bit probably surprised that Villanova was the team that they played. I think a little bit, maybe not like a ton, but I think there's a lot of people. I mean, I know I was on the bandwagon that Winthrop was going to beat them, uh, but I mean their depth just ended up proving out. So. Uh, I, I thought that Arkansas would be a team that that they probably would not play. I I really thought that it, we were going to see. Um, I think we were going to yeah. see, see a different team out of that out of that out of that region. So um, I I really don't know what I think Arkansas will be a team that um, will be back. I don't know if they're going to be a team that's necessarily going to be in that contention again because i don't think they'll be at the at the height of what they're at right now yeah if they do get back i yeah i think that there's there's reason to believe that yeah like coach muscleman did a great job and he's he's got this program on the right track there's no question about it i think that it would just be interesting to see if they can get the run that they got again because i mean that that team was that team was a real they've done a great job because i mean there was plenty of people that said no 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 they're not going to make it out they're, they're not going to make it out so because um, i think a lot of people were saying yeah baylor should play ohio state but we know how that ended up because oral roberts spoiled everything and so um i think baylor is ready to i think baylor's ready to unleash a little bit i know they've had some close games so far i mean the arkansas game they only won by nine but i think i mean the way they shot the basketball makes it seem like oh they might they might give Gonzaga run for their money as far as if they can get past Houston first, which is going to be tougher than I think a lot of people expect. Because I think Houston's a team that's proven themselves. Well, as Houston's the, what twenty and three. Mm-hmm. They're the fundamentally solid team, and that there's always a team that gets there with the fundamentally solid play. Like there's there's always te- there's always teams you can bank on yeah. as far as in the Final Four. There's the hot teams, UCLA. Yeah. There's always going to be one of them. There's always going to be one fundamentally solid basketball team. Houston. I would say it's probably Houston. Well, yeah. Houston or there's Gonzaga, be, probably. Yeah. There, there's always an offensive juggernaut, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. And I th- I would actually put the fundamentally solid team as Baylor because they can yeah, do it on both their ends. Defen- their defense is the very defensive solid. The defensive efficient team will it's always Houston. be. That's Houston. Because they, they, yeah. they do great on the defensive well, side they of the were, basketball. They were the defensive, like, or they were the defensive solid team, like, it wasn't the final four, but it was that Elite Eight matchup that we had when Jordan Poole hit that like three to win it. Yep. Or whatever. They and gave like us, that that they was gave a really a, close game the yeah. whole time because Houston kept them in it. basically the way they were kept in was just their defense. Yeah, I think like Houston reminds me a little bit of um twenty eighteen Texas Tech. That yeah. team that that team that beat Michigan. I that team was a great defensive team. Culver that and those guys. Team was insane. Holy Mac. I was rooting for them to win it all, honestly. I thought they would give it a really good shot, but obviously um, that was Virginia, right? Virginia, Virginia, Virginia stalled that plan. So I forgot who Virginia played in the national championship, but Virginia won it. Yeah, was I thought it was, was it Texas Tech they played uh, national championship? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'll 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 fact check that. But either I think, way, but I think there was a definite. 
there was definitely a question of whether um, it's going down Saturday. Baylor's gonna shoot the three ball well, which they they, they definitely did. Like there was no question about it. Yeah, Virginia did play Texas yeah. Tech because Texas Tech took out Michigan State, who's gonna be consensus picked into yeah. the team. They were, yeah, because that was the one year where. Michigan. Everyone was like, Michigan State's gonna lose to Duke. Michigan State won by like two points, and yep. then they went to play Texas after Tech. Duke almost blew it against Taco Fall and UCF. Oh, yeah. It was like they barely lost. They, they barely won that game. Lost that game. Oh my gosh, I can remember Dang. that. That one brings back memories. Wish fans were back in back in. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this though. tournament, it really reminds me a lot of 2018. To be honest, like um, I, the team I was mentioning, 19, it was actually 19, not yeah. 18, um, with Texas Tech, Auburn, Virginia, and Michigan State that made yeah. it in the Final Four. This year's tournament reminds me a lot of 2018. You got Villanova, who's got the probably the most fundamentally solid team. You got Can or Kansas that was pretty much red hot i would say i they they i mean they took they took out duke clemson that that team was really good kansas has always been a good team they've always underperformed it seems like which i mean that's the reason they didn't make the national championship because they always fall out fall flat somewhere then you have michigan who's the 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 defensive i think i don't i don't want to say were they if you compared because this was this was also the year like as far as seeding goes we have two ones Gonzaga Baylor that year we had Villanova Kansas, then they had a two with Houston this year or that year we had a three with Michigan and then there's a double digit underdog that's making a huge run which in 2018 was America's favorite team of all time at this point with Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago as yeah. an 11 seed, so I think that this tournament um, is it's, it's shaping up a lot like it so um, and the the bigger team won that game um, as far as seeding goes with Michigan and then. The fundamentals proved out with the other game. So, yeah. so what's that? Why are we saying then that's going to be Baylor against Gonzaga? I, I like the sound know, of that. I will this say this weekend's gonna be crazy I like though. The sound I can't. Of that. I'm. I'm. I can't wait for that Saturday to be honest. No, no. That, but but if Baylor can score and they can do it on the defense, because Houston's not a Houston's not a great offensive scoring team. Yes, they have Grimes. Their defense, their defense, their defense keeps them in it most of the time. Yeah, Drew Grimes. Those guys can score. I, I'll, I'll give them that. They, they're a great team. Like Houston's a great team. I I honestly I I apologize for sleeping on Houston a little bit because they've they've gotten it done. I mean they haven't made it look pretty, but they've got it done. So I mean they allow fifty five points a game. This year, I mean, they've gotten they get forty offense. They dominate on the defense side of the ball. They get teams uncomfortable and they beat them on the glass. They yeah. get more possessions. So, I think this is a team that you can definitely. They're going to throw a wrench at Baylor. How they're going to respond to when Baylor gets clicking and then they start making their hot runs because they always do, especially with Butler and Mitchell and those guys just filling it on. And they they can do it on the defensive side too, which is one of the reasons I like Baylor to go all the way this year was because they can do it on both ends. So, I mean this this team Houston seems going to throw the wrench at them defensively. I won't be surprised if they they throw in some zone yeah. or something like that to try to get Baylor off their zone or off their comfort. So um, I think this will be interesting because. I think we're going to see a lot of changes going on through this game. I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor threw a zone at Houston. I know they don't do it a lot, but at this point, like Houston doesn't shoot the ball particularly well. I think they average like 43% from the field, less than I think they're like 30 mid 30s, three point percentage. Not great, but 
it'll be interesting to see because I think this is really going to be a up. Uh, this is going to be a fun matchup to see guys like Butler and Grimes going one on one back to back. Guys that average 18 points a year shoot the ball incredibly high level. They can get to the mm-hmm. line. They can do it driving. They can hit it from outside from 30. This that'll be a fun matchup. I mean, those are two prospects that could make the NBA next year. So it's going to be a really exciting game. If I had to pick one. Um, I would stay with my true colors. I'll take the Bears. Um, I don't think I think this is gonna be much closer, and especially with the the track proven that we've seen so far. Unless that just gets blown out of her portion, which usually happens. Um, Houston is won by three points um, and six points, taking out Syracuse because Syracuse just played awful um, as far as offensively. And Baylor hasn't let team they've they've let teams hang around a little bit. They usually they've won by I think nine thirteen. I think the Villanova game was by 10, 11 points. So, um, it, this this game has all what it takes to be a close game. I think it will. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take the Bears though. I like the Baylor. I like the Baylor Bears I too much. Have, well, I have Baylor going for my national champion, so I kind of got to pick the Bears. But it's way to stay true to your word. Way I to know. do it. Baylor, Baylor, I feel like he's going to win this one because I don't know if Houston will be able to keep up because, like we said, Houston's defense is like one of the main reasons why they've been able to stay in games that have been close. And Baylor has both sides of the ball that is like locked down, basically. So I don't know. It'll be definitely close, but hopefully Baylor can squeeze out with a win. But Yep. So both of us have our picks. Baylor against Gonzaga. That'll it's going to be a good one. That's the game everybody wants. If you're looking at these four teams, that's the game you want in the National Championship. Yeah. Baylor against Gonzaga. Houston would be a great story. UCLA would be a fantastic story. Everybody want uh, well, we, Baylor v Gonzaga would be like yeah. We missed this matchup in the yeah. regular season because of COVID yeah. and because everyone deserves was, to that be was back. like that was like the talk of everybody because everyone was saying like Baylor deserves to be the number one overall because Gonzaga can't perform against good teams mm-hmm. and like we never ended got up to getting see it. canceled because like the COVID stuff that happened and like. We need to see it. Give it to us right now. Even even if they don't, we sh- they should just play a rec league pickup rec game. Rec league game. <laughs> just want to see Baylor and Gonzaga's players play against each the other. It'll be Meet interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about guys stepping up like Grimes and you got Jalen Suggs on the other side, like these guys are potential NBA prospects. They could do some damage if they play well in this tournament. Because I know, like back in eighteen, um, when Michigan lost to Villanova, like Archie Tiakano was. On yeah. fire, and he got himself pretty much put from as maybe a late second round pick up to the first round. Yeah. You know, as as far as talent and value was concerned, there were some people that thought he was gonna go higher. So like these these games can bump yeah. you up when the big stage is on, and that's really important. So I'm not saying that it could happen, but Jalen Suggs takes over, scores 30 points in each of these games, wins a national championship. Yeah, we might be talking Motown. Might be taking Jalen Suggs over to Cade Cunningham. I said it. I know. I know it's crazy, <laughs> it. but it could have the, the guys Honestly, got I'd all the tools. Have, I'd rather have Jalen Suggs. Yeah. to be honest. I like Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen or Cade are both very viable options. Yeah. Uh, I don't know though, because we might get in pick number two the way Houston's crap in the bed right now. So Houston just and ugh. or if we take over, I mean, that's <laughs> just so bad. Houston is not good right the, now. The, the the Central Conference in the East is garbo. Yeah. Outside of Milwaukee, it's trash. I know we don't talk about NBA a lot on the show, but yeah, it's it's just hard to yeah. it's hard to talk about NBA when you got March Madness going on. Yeah, you know, so but, that's the main focus of basketball right now. Yes, yeah, so but we'll be right back to talk more about some things we missed on Monday.
we're back from our quick little break. One thing we wanted to talk about Monday, but just went a little bit over, so we didn't have enough time to talk about it, was about a month ago, it was it's a little bit old news, but it's still news to us. Uh, Nike VP, Nike's former VP, Ann Hebert, if you didn't see this, Brandon, her son actually took her company credit card and started his own little business of just reselling shoes. Yeah. And I, uh, it led I, to her resignation. Yeah, I heard about this, and obviously, like... um. I've been getting sneakers. I know a lot of. I know a lot of people. I are. like sneakers. I'm wearing my Jordans yeah, right now. Yeah, I see you're wearing your Jordan ones right now. Yeah, I, you know I'm, me. I just should have wore mine. Well, I'm wearing sandals because <laughs> I want spring. Yeah, Brandon. I Brandon like wore shorts and flip flops. Okay, today it's, it is it's like, 32. It's 32 degrees out right now. Okay, I only had a te- like a literally a 30 second walk in the studio this morning. I got a pretty good parking spot, and I was. I got really- a good parking spot too, and I'm am warm. Well, I really don't know what to say besides either the fact way, that I way. feel very comfortable. And Brandon's being ambitious right now. What? No, I'm just being myself. <laughs> anyway, back to Ann Hepper. Um, yeah, she she took the resignation and resignation, and she stepped down from Nike as the general manager and vice president. Um, yeah, she dude, was ahead of the North. She's North America, right? North America. The North America. Sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She was the. She was the main. She was the main. I don't want main, gal. main woman. Yeah, main gal. I main gal. The, we know we want to say main man, but that's not appropriate. Main yeah. woman in the in the Nike arm, the Nike realm, yeah. and as far as our parts are concerned. But uh, I mean, she'd been there twenty five years. Like she she had been there. She was a proven veteran, and just the fact I that I don't know what she's gonna do with her son. She like basically cost her his. He basically cost her her job. Yeah, Joe. I don't know. That was his name, by yeah, the way. That's, that's his name. Joe, not mine. Yeah, it was Joe Hebert. He, he took the uh, um, he took he took a company credit card mm-hmm. and ended sh- up started a shoe sneaker reselling business. Yeah, from but just used the company credit card to buy like all the expensive shoes. Yeah, and some of them were from Nike. Yeah, that might have been. And if you've seen the pictures of like, because he had a, he had to get a warehouse to like store mm-hmm. all of his shoes. He, I think, it said he did like two. He averaged like two hundred thousand a month in sales. Mm-hmm. And in May of last year, they did six hundred thousand sales. Yep, he was making bank. But that's kind of unfair though, because like he was using a company credit card, so like t- he basically got him for free. He costed he costed like Nike. I mean, I don't think it would like put a dent in Nike's pocket at all. But like he costed Nike like millions of dollars for free, basically. Yep, he took it. <laughs> he really took. He took a. He took a car. He definitely took advantage of his mom. I'll say that. Uh, That's yeah. where he's in the wrong. He definitely took advantage of his mom's position, and really just yeah. And the the another part of the story was the him using the bots that he would yeah. he not only have the card but he then create the bot system that had the card then to that buy just, like, bought the shoes right away. All these shoes. He, I think he used the company card and her personal card too. She might. Have, yeah. I I mean this is it was just a, there's a picture of him standing in front of like. Just outside, and he has just a probably hundreds and hundreds of boxes of just Yeezy Boosts, mm-hmm. which are not cheap shoes. And he probably has like three hundred in this picture, mm-hmm. which adding up to that, that's probably close to if I can do my math quickly, that's like three hundred times five, three hundred. Because they're how, how? Let me look that up. How much are Yeezy Boosts for cost? Very high. I mean, retail probably like I don't know three hundred fifty five hundred dollars. They were at least now they're definitely higher. I mean, this is just crazy though because like they're four hundred fourteen dollars and he had like three hundred okay, three hundred boxes. Yep, and you can do the math. And all he has to do, like, you have that how many bot those many boxes, 
and you add five ten dollars on the resale value look how much bank you're getting yeah you're so, making so much money yeah and i you mean probably it's just selling you for even more too yeah and now like this whole thing like is just going haywire but like nike nike as far as the the sneaker the sneaker biz is just absolutely insanely yeah. popular right now especially with all these allegations going around and i know a lot of people have heard about um the the little um little nas x's whole, yeah, that whole thing, thing going on that his quote-unquote satan sneakers and those um, yeah nike's suing him too yeah like this, of the, nike's of the, just getting they're getting like they're they're, they're going crazy yeah, right they're now. putting up the forts right now they're putting the tanks outside of or, or oregon right now because they really are just they're getting blasted on everything and it's just a crazy situation because like you're going after this then then you got the, those shoes and then you got the resale thing and now you got all these sort of things and i mean this is all going with now like everybody's fed up with the with sneakers like as far as the app is concerned cuz nobody gets the shoes they want um well, the way they do it with the app so i mean this is kind of brought to light like nike sneakers right now they're they're really looking at how they uh, how are they going to save their image right now? Because it's yeah. not looking pretty with what's going on right now in the past no, month. Definitely not. I just can't get over like how I want to say sick in the mind, but how I don't know the right word for it. But to take advantage of your mom's position to then make money off of that and to then cost her her job. I don't think they're going to be hurting for money by any means. No, but like. To then cost her position at a job she probably worked extremely hard to get. For 25 years she held that job. And for you to just be like, I'm just going to use her position to make money off this. Yeah. That's so... I I don't know the right word, but it's just not right. It's just so bad. Yeah. I I mean, I don't... you, You know... Yeah. I don't know the right word I don't for know. it. Yeah, I don't know the right word it's either. Not, it's definitely not good that he did that. It's just... I I was flabbergasted. That was the adjective I used I could never even see I myself doing this. that. Like taking my parents' credit card is, and did, doing that. did she know? I don't, I I don't, don't actually know knew. if she knew. Because then, obviously, if she knew, then it's like, oh, well, she's she's in on this too. But Well, it says uh, she resigns after a report ties her with some sneaker resale store. So I don't know if like she... Yeah, but like the, the report is like... Did she know that it was like he was using her credit card, or was, or was it, there, is she tied because it's just her credit card and she didn't? Because somebody could have been like, oh yeah, like this, this thing could have you. We have no idea you where know this they, thing could have started. You know they got a lot of money if this, she didn't even know that he was spending them one hundred and thirty three k on her card. Yeah, and she didn't even know. The crazy thing is like this is what it could come down to is somebody said, oh. Where did you get those? Oh, dude, those are dope. Where'd you get those? Like, I had them. They're sold out on StockX. And it's like, well, I bought them from this resale guy, and his mom works for Nike. Tells the wrong person. Now it's like, that, wait yeah, that a could, minute. That could really snowball. What did you just fact. say? And then it's like spiraled downhill, and now we got this national story. Like, yeah. that's the crazy thing about this whole thing that started. We don't know where it came from. It's just somebody got a tip, and they looked into it and said, oh my gosh, that's Joe, Her- that's Joe Herbert. Then yeah. Ann Herbert is the president, our vice president of Nike, and yeah. he's selling Nike shoes. What's the connection? And yeah. of course, they they were they tracked that whole thing down and yeah. found out he was using her credit card. Still, West Coast Streetwear was the name of this um, 
was that was the name of this business. And I think he resigned from the business as well. Yeah. So I mean, I get should, like if you're trying, to, yeah. I mean, you definitely. How are you going to save it at this like point? The, I get like you're trying to like uh, like the entrepreneur stuff, and like you're trying to like make money off like this like off like sneaker reselling and like the sneaker business is like huge. Mm-hmm. Like you can make a lot of money off that. Like you can just make like a really good pot like side money off that too. Like if you just are like buy like some type of shoe or whatever, but. I don't know. It's it just doesn't sit right with me that like somebody would actually like because I know what happens, but like to take advantage of your parents and to take advantage of like your situation to then like make money off of that. I just I don't know. It just doesn't. It's doesn't sad. Sit right with me. It uh, yeah. It's definitely sad, and we know like whatever this is going like their family's going to definitely be going through some bumps on the road right now like especially yeah. if the, she didn't know about this whole thing and what that's going to transpire yeah, that's, what, but that's what i'm wondering like what's his punishment from his parents he, he's grounded <laughs> grounded for a month <laughs> i don't but know like, I don't, but that's the one thing is like i don't know if he'll actually face a lot of repercussions because now like they're hurting for money so i don't think they would like yeah i don't know yeah, it's, it's just gonna be it's just a punch in the mouth as far as public image goes and that can go a long way especially when you're popular but it's it's crazy time for nike right now especially with the with the whole little nas x shoe thing and whatever yeah. like i don't really want to talk about that because that's just yeah it's a mm, whole thing going on that's right now, just but. gross anyway but um moving on into golf here yes joe i see you jumping up and down in your chair masters guys masters coming up well, yeah, they're here. Nah, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, they're here, basically. So, I mean, they um, got, like, what, seven days a week? Yeah, a week. So, next week in Augusta, good old trip down to Georgia. Um, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to watch. It's I know. Gonna so it's going to be so fun. I mean, it's going to be a loaded the player field. field. Yeah, player field is loaded. I just can't. Bryson DeChambeau, now that he hits just bombs, going to be there. See if he can actually do so. There's also just, like, so many guys playing. There's... Brooks Kepka's playing, Dustin Johnson's playing, Zach Johnson's playing. I saw Fred Couples, the old guy's playing. I know that. Stuart Sink is playing. I think Stuart Sink's won a lot of majors. Jason mm-hmm. Day's playing. I'm trying to find other guys. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas playing. Can't Patrick Canley's playing. Patrick Canley hasn't had a whole lot of success, but nonetheless, like he'll be in the conversation. My favorite, Xander Shoffley. Xander what Shoffley. Name. What a name. And Scotty Scheffler. Those two need to be on a card together. Shoffley and Scheffler take on... Kevin Nas there. <laughs> Morikawa was there. Mm-hmm. John Rahm. John Rahm. Patrick Reed. So many good Ian players, Poulter. bro. That's yeah. just a loaded... It, it's always loaded at the Masters. You get to see the best of the Xander best. Shoffle. There is... Jordan Spieth's there, too. There is report that Tiger Woods is on the card. So I don't know if he'll be able to play. I don't know I mean, if he's he be able to play. His, busted both of his legs, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he, he broke one in two places. I don't think he can heal that fast. I don't know either. Like he's on the card, which is crazy because it's like only a couple months ago he was in the one of the worst car accidents. Yeah, like at, like I wouldn't say worst, but like it was definitely a terrible crash. Is, if he is there, he's not definitely not going to win because I mean that the effect that breaking your leg in two places has on your golf swing. Especially the rehab of that, if he wants to come back. I know he said, I, wa- I read like a report that he's planning on coming back in 2021. But I don't know if he's already back. Because that was the accident was what, like two months ago? I think something like that. I think it was around. Like, I don't think you could heal that. Fight. Yeah, I see that. Tiger Woods is on the card, but I don't know if he's going to be. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe that he would put in his name on the card right now with the way he's. Yeah. Like, he hasn't swung a club in how long, and he's not even fully healthy yet. So, and we don't, like, the worst thing is, 
we don't want him to come back and then start having problems like he did for yeah. like the last couple of years where he's been he's been out with a back like he's just had so many problems where he can't yeah. swing the way he wants to and that just makes it so much ter- like so terrible yeah so like i mean it was it was a struggle watching tiger just playing so subpar to what we're normally seeing when he was going through those back issues and he was not at his mental state of dominance that he had shown especially in early years and when he won the masters at such a young age and it's just been it was just such a crazy like i mean he's there's been a lot of things that has gone with tiger with tiger as far as like these like crazy instances i should say i mean like it was just like really really interesting to like i mean especially back when he had dismissed his caddy in 2011 for when that that whole situation came down where he's mad with his caddy and they had a disagreement whatever and like yeah. just create and then like I, he's he's had injuries like multiple like he had he had a, like an injury in 2014 and then he had his back injuries in like 18 and 19 so yeah he's been through so much that i just feel like he should retire and go or not retire but go to like the champions to, or not the yeah, the champions, right? Uh, I'm blanking on the name for some reason. It's the champions tour. It's all the old guys. Oh yeah, I, is it the champions tour? Pretty that sure. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know. Well, he's probably dominating it because Phil has just won everything that he plays in that. But <laughs> one thing I am looking Phil. forward to the. Uh, 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 was to Phil, them was Phil on the card? I don't, I didn't see him. No, I didn't see his name. He might. Phil. He might. We're gonna check that. His, Continue what you're saying. Either now. way. I know that Augusta National, they have a guy who's a member that if there's an odd number of players in the in the player field, he plays alongside somebody. His mm. name is Jeff Knox. He's just a member there. Yep. And there, the, my favorite story about it is that it's rumored that I forget the golfer that he beat, but he doesn't keep score. He just play. He just like is there so somebody can play with somebody, you know? Yeah. And like just so have that. He's an alternate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He can't win. He's just a member who just plays in it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's rumors that he like beat. I think it was like Rory McIlroy or something, with with his score. That's epic. I think what or a whoever story. he played or like whoever he played alongside, he just doesn't keep score. So like he just plays like to, he just shoots it to play good. Yeah. But like there's rumor that he's whoever just playing he to improve himself. He's not making money or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. That's so funny. All right, drum roll. I wish I could do that. I wish I could play at the Masters, but Phil is. On the card, he's in the. Oh, he's in the card. So, Sick. which you should. I don't know why we got all. Why we were all. I was like, all nervous, but I was a little nervous too. I was like, wait a minute, what? What's going on? But um, there was one thing I, I interesting that um that was put out um an article with um with with um Gary Player asking about like what what would you like kind of feel for and what are what are you taking out of this Tiger Woods incident and the and the whole accident? And it was just like. The amount of support he got during that whole thing was fun, like crazy. I mean, they had the 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 tribute for him on the the yeah. was it the, the was it on the grass or the sand? I can't remember what it was. Which I think one. it was the grass. Yeah, I mean, it was still a really good gesture, and it was just pretty crazy. But I mean, not like not like crazy like just absurd or anything. It's just crazy how big it got. Cause yeah. I mean, like everybody was in support of him. I'm not saying he shouldn't, but like, it was just crazy to see like overnight. It almost seemed like how much support he got, like, especially after the incident. But, um, yeah. I mean, he, he was really like, you know, I mean like the whole thing with like Gary player was like, he was talking about like, 
I like we want him to know like we're rooting for him. And I yeah. think that was the big thing. Like America wants to see him back to where he was. Like I mean, I think one of the the quotes in here, if I can find it, um, like life moves so quickly these days, it's for easy to forget that Tiger's still fighting a huge battle off the off the golf course. Yeah, and that's really um like something that I think a lot of people are thinking about. And I know that's what we're really referring to, Joe. It's like yeah. he's I don't know mentally if he's back to where he was yet. Because I mean, when he's when Tiger's in his bag and he's got that killer mindset, that almost Mamba mentality that he showed earlier in yeah. his early in his nobody career, nobody can beat him. But nobody it's just, can beat him because he's got the all the tools. He's going to be able to get back to so that. So th- if he's going to have that, is a good question because I mean he had re- I, so he, he had surgery to repair fractures in his tibia and his fibula or his fibula. So he pretty much you're right. He pretty much broke his right leg. So I think that's going to be a really it's gonna be really well, that's the, interesting. That's the thing, you definitely know he had to get like screws and stuff put into Probably, his leg. Probably, yeah. And I don't think he'll be able to get back. That's like my thing. In time, yeah, I don't. In time, I don't because think so. I that, think he's gonna wait. That rehab is insane. Because even when I broke, my, I broke my arm, and like, it wasn't fully healed. I couldn't like put pressure, like play catch or like anything like that, until like three weeks after I got it taken off. So like, even if he has the cast off, I don't know if he can fully swing. Cause yeah. that I don't know if the torque or the pressure that he puts on it is gonna aggravate it anymore. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough situation, and we're we're really hoping that we can see Tiger do. We can see him at least play golf again. If not, I mean, we understand like this whole situation. Yeah. He could we could have easily been all right with him. Well, being all right is just, is a little bit of a strong phrase for a, re- requesting as far as making a statement for yeah. all golf fans in the world. But we would have understood. Yeah. Not saying we would have liked it. We would have understood. Yeah, understood. If he would have retired after his last back surgery and didn't even come back, and then he made the whole pretty much the Cinderella story. And we, we, yeah, we, and we, won, su- we won super, the Masters and all that stuff. Yeah, we super, all that jazz. Yeah, we super, we, we enjoyed that to the most. But Arguably one of the best moments in golf history, to be honest. In my lifetime, at least. Oh, yeah. The ones to experience? I mean, absolutely. So I remember watching the last one when like, he was walking to the last tee, and everyone was like, congratulating him and stuff and Charlie was walking with him and all that yep. and even after he won and Charlie was walking with him and like everyone was like getting so excited that was like a, one of those just nostalgia moments like this could be the last yeah this like the last, be the last. That he wins this is which crim- honestly probably is it might it be it sucks to say but it probably is probably is you would probably but, make you'd probably bet that it wouldn't compared to but yeah uh, but Masters, nonetheless yeah Masters should be fun I mean everybody tunes into that if you're a golf fan or not just to see who wins and as far as if like you could not care Augusta is an amazing course too. That's yeah. the one thing. It is a great course. Like it is, it is phenomenal. Just and I mean, even the aura around it, like the whole, the Masters, the commercials, yeah. the the hospitality, the, all the things that go around, all the small towns the nearby. Logo, yeah, so good. Everything with it is just so much yeah. better it's than all the other be golf a lot events. Diff- it's gonna be a lot different now that there's not fans there, which kind of sucks. But is like, there fans? I I think there's limited. Like, okay. But there's not going to be it like, won't be the same. There's no, not going to no, be no, like no. a huge group of nah. fans that are usually there that are cheering and like it just make the atmosphere so much better. Yeah, which, no mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. If you're not, if you don't understand what we're talking about, then it's completely understandable. Because yeah. just look up mashed potatoes golf, you'll probably find it on yep. YouTube. That was, that was a pretty funny moment in Masters history. Not going to lie. Mashed potatoes. But that, I will say but, that is not the funniest thing I've ever heard off the tee box. As far as um, yeah, uh, I know. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember who was swinging. 
uh, hit an iron off the tee. And uh, right after the swing, there was two guys in the background and said, one point Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> that got me so bad. That Dude, was genius. Dude, one thing uh, is like if you follow, if you ever go to a tournament and like you, if Ricky Fowler's there, following him around is so fun because he loves it when the crowd is like loud and stuff. Like He's like it, the happy Gilmore. Like, hey, yeah, get like low, he wants everybody to get loud go. and stuff, which is awesome, which like is what we need or like what is needed more in golf is kind of. Yeah, the big thing because old, old man, old man golf is. Everyone one of the just follows him around too to it, see what he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, he's got some crazy fits. Yeah, it's back like when he had the long hair, that was when he had like the really crazy fits. Now they're kind of toned down a little bit, but yeah, I don't. I don't have that. This many. This just makes me want to play golf. Oh yeah, we we want to go play out. golf, man. I'm ready for summer. Match play, Brand. You want to have a match play? Match play. Well, we gotta have we gotta have the cornhole battle. Then we have to have the match. Gotta play. mark it up. One of these days, we'll have to go fishing. All that stuff. Don't speaking of Brand, speaking fishing? of Brand, that'll go oh, into our into man. our next segment. What we're looking forward to this summer. Always with summertime, you just always gotta look at what you're looking forward to. Especially just whether it be driving with the windows down down the road or just playing going outside every day, having the nice time. But Brandon, summertime's so nice. It is. Uh, I'm really looking forward to. Having a great outdoor season and getting school over with this semester to get to summer because it's going to be such a such a nice time. So yeah, summer we should have a nice summer too. Yeah, comparatively. I mean, yeah, I mean right now we're we're the looking statistics show that we should have. We're a looking nice pretty summer. good. I know Mother Nature's going to throw one more curveball, so we're probably going to get snow again. Yeah, or get like snow or, so or something else. We did else. Sunday, so maybe maybe that was the last game. Yeah, maybe that was the I last little so, thing that she threw at us. But yeah, I don't know. Nonetheless, but I can't wait to go fishing. That's what I'm looking forward fishing to. Fishing is fun. Yeah, I will say like um, me and a buddy went. We went steelhead fishing uh, last week. Um, shout out to Steven, Steven. Uh, if he's listening. Um, we we went we went out steelhead fishing came up empty but I mean obviously kind of happens I mean, yeah it happens it happened every fisherman's gonna have a skunk day it just happens so we did have a bite though so I yeah mean, it just it's just really hard I mean when you're fishing with flies and with for steelhead it it it's pretty tough to yeah. bring bring fish in fishing all the is, way fishing like salmon fishing is tough anyways because yeah. like you can't really they don't really go for the bite you just gotta hook them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like, really, like, uh, one thing that I've learned a lot with my ex- with um just lear- learning things along the way from people or reading articles or whatever, like steel that are really picky compared to like yeah. bass that are just like kind of the lazy eaters. It's like, all right, what's what's in yeah. the, what's in steel the steelhead? You really gotta entice them with what they like, or that you just gotta like catch them on the side, like when you've cast it out, you just mm-hmm. gotta like hook them. Yeah. I mean, it, we we came up empty, but it was it. The one thing that I was like, yeah, are they even in, are they in season? What steelhead? Yeah, I mean, they're they're starting to run. I was gonna say that it's not season yet. I was gonna say, but no, there's. I think it's starting to run. I mean, we're we're probably gonna get close to the pre-spawn for bass here soon, especially yeah. now that's warming up. So, uh, I'm I'm excited for that. I, I know. You know what really entices me is like. Especially with like fishing and stuff, is just to see like on TV like the bass fishing tournaments and stuff like that. Bassmaster, what? How major like, league fishing? Yeah, major league fishing and all that. Like how crazy souped up their like boats and fishing rods are. Like they have like twelve fishing rods in the boat, just like so they don't have to switch off. And they're all like their own personally manufactured and branded. Yeah. Like it's like Jordan Lee has his own bait casting rods and his own reels and his yeah. own line. Like they're all it's perfectly. All his. Si- that's like the, I mean, that's like the crazy thing because like that's always like what it is like for sports, like whether it be baseball, football, whatever. Like you have stuff that's tailored to you, so that you can play mm-hmm. the best. But like fishing, it's like fishing just seems different because like you can have like graphite rods and all that stuff that are like just something like just to your specifications, so that way you can cast it right where you want it every time and just you're comfortable. That's like the crazy part. Yeah, you use baitcaster, right? 
Uh, I or, have I've had one, but oh, I don't use don't? one right now. I just oh. use a. Well, there's a difference right there. Like I use I yeah. use. Bait I don't casting, have a bait. So. That's the, like I've used base ca- bait casters before, but I don't have a bait caster. Yeah, I I have um I have two now actually. I got a, a little nice mm. little Christmas present last year to nice. get a second one. So, um, yeah, but I, I mean just every got a rod, little spinning rod, spinning rod. Yeah, spinning rod. I mean finesse techniques. You can't beat them. Like yeah. that's that you can catch a fish every day of the year, whether it's spawn, pre-spawn, yeah. winter, summer like dog days of pretty much the end of the near fall like you can catch any every like that's the one thing like i would tell like if you can go out and figure out a way to learn how to finesse fish as far as whether you use drop shot whether you use texas rig whether you use any sort of slow movement slow moving soft plastic type fishing or even jigging at that point where it's a lot slow moving yeah you can catch fish every day it's the action stuff that takes all the seasons like obviously once pre like once bass start moving back in especially this time of year when it's yeah. near pre-spawn it's like you're you're throwing anything out there and they're just they're going chomping at the bit they're yeah. like they've been waiting three well, years been, to get well, some yeah. solid food and well, they see a frog for so up on the long. surface it's gonna they've be been, one they've been waiting for so long and they're guarding their uh their beds with all yeah. their, like, the babies and stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. you can just toss one out there. It doesn't have to be close to them. They'll just zoom right over and snatch it up. It just gives me, like, the, the picture where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Oh, just... blow up. Pull it in. <laughs> now I'm getting excited. I'm just picturing... I love... Yeah. I don't know. I don't there's know. Just a, there's just, like, a, a stigma of just being... Not a stigma, but just a feeling of being at the lake. It's sunny and 75. Light breeze. Boats are going on the water. And you're just there chilling out. That's what I'm looking forward to summertime. Yeah. Especially baseball, too. Baseball in the summertime, can't beat it. Yeah. It's like, yep, yeah, I'm going to be, yeah, mom, I'm going to be, I'm going to go out fishing. I'll be in, yeah. I'll be in time for dinner and then yeah. the Tigers it's game like tonight. No, it's like noon and you'll be like, yeah, I'll be back at like six o'clock. I'm going to go fishing. Yep. And it's like, um, I think one of the things I like about fishing is just the, the, the natural. You really get like just a. Because the thing is, you're like, just, with fishing, you're, you're just out. Like, it's one of the best things to do if you just want to get out. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you can out. go on, like, a walk and stuff, and you can still get out, like, in, I guess one with nature. But, like, with walking, like, if you don't want to be physically exerting anything and there's nothing. But fishing, it's like you can have, one, the rush of getting a, of catching a fish. Oh, which is unlike no other. If you're going with buddies, fishing with buddies, unmatched, really. Oh, yeah. The vibes yeah. are of unmatched. Of course, of course. And as well as just bringing food out on and just chilling out, eating music Eat. in the background. Yep. I don't think very there's anything slight, better. Very slight music as well. There's far a couple as things that are better, but we are. But um, go to fishing stuff. snack. What's yours? Go to fishing snack. I always get an Arnold Palmer. Yo, oh my gosh, same. <laughs> Arnold awesome. Palmer and uh, Arnold Palmer or sweet tea. One of the two for me. I actually get Arnold Palmer just because it's so good. Oh yeah. What's your, Pal- wait, what's yours? Let me think about it. Um. I, I like to, I mean, obviously with superstition, you always get one, and if you have a good day, you bring yeah, it the yeah, rest of the it. year. So, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't have, I would say probably the majority of the time, usually, especially with friends, it's probably Pringles. Yeah. Just get some chips. I always say chips most chips. of the time. Like, um, I get Twizzlers sometimes. Twizzlers? Okay. Twizzlers are good. I've, d- I've done pretzels. I like some pretzels, too. Like also rods. beef jerky and stuff like that. Beef jerky, beef jerky gets good. expensive, though. You yeah. can't get that every time. Yeah. Normally, if I'm, like, out by myself, like, or um, I like going out for a couple hours or whatever, I'll yeah. just grab a couple Cliff Bars and a 
and a yeah. water or um, kind of make it so you beef, can get tied yeah, over and stuff. Yeah, beef sticks or whatever. Like just you got your just own enough. Boat? Your I family have, got a boat. I do have my own. I, I have I have my own boat, but it's not. It doesn't have an outboard. That's the problem. So, oh, but I mean, I can. Is it just a trolling motor? Yep. I got a. That's not too bad though. Like fifty-eight pound thrust. Yeah, you can get it moving pretty fast. Yeah, it gets moving. It's just it takes get across yeah. the lake takes five ten minutes. But I yeah, mean, it's not too bad though because no, like yeah. you just like chill out. I usually you're not going too fast. Yeah, so I plan out more where I'm gonna go beforehand. So where it's like, okay, where should I get in at? To where it's like, where my majority of yeah. fishing. That's so the like, one nice thing about having because my our my family's boat has like my our family's bass boat has like uh, outboard. So like you can be how like, much how much horse you got? It's only like twenty five, but like you can get across twenty five. What? How big's the boat? It's not very big. It's like 14-footer, 15-footer. Really? Dang. Is it a V-bottom? I think so. Huh. Okay. I mean, that would make it's sense. It's not huge. Like, I it's, mean, I can't put... It's really nice. Like, it's well boat, taken care of, but... My boat's so light. Like, you can you can put it in the back of my dad. Like, uh, my dad has, a, a like, uh, a long bed pickup. You could put it in the back of the truck and, like, strap it in there. And, yeah. like, you can carry it pretty... Not, I wouldn't say, like, easily, but it's definitely manageable. So, I, I know I can't put an outboard on it, but that's something I've always yeah. wanted. So. It's... it's Nice though, because like our boat has it has the f- like the flat front or whatever, so someone could sit up there with the trolling motor, or whatever. And there's a seat you, up there. Do you fish standing up or sitting down? Uh, depends on if I'm okay. If I I'll stand up most of the time, but it's like if I've been standing for like two hours. Same, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll toss down a seat. Yep. And same I'll here. Sit on it. Yes. Go ahead. Especially with the front, especially the front of our boat, we have like we have like the three pegs or like we have like the three holes where the seats can go, but we only have two seats, so like you can either sit right next to each other at oh, the steering wheel okay. or you just move it up there but like the back of the boat is kind of open so like you can just stand there mm-hmm. so usually that's what me and my my brother do if we ever go nice. fishing. you got so you got a legitimate do you have like a do you have a um Live deck hook? yeah like as far as a okay that's yeah. that's pretty neat that's something that i like um me and my dad made a removable deck for mine but it's so my boat's like so light. It's only a twelve footer. It's a little twelve foot Starcraft. Yeah. So it it does the job. I mean, I don't go out on bigger lakes like I know we were talking about some of the lakes that you yeah. like, like you go to Croton and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The bigger lakes where I I'm more of a small lake kind of a guy. Yeah. I I fish pretty locally. So, but um, I mean, I guess the, I got a lake right next to my house that we usually go to. Yeah, yeah. I get the, I get the job done pretty easily with um, yeah. getting getting into the smaller lakes. But it's just kind of like yeah, I don't really have the the equipment to get upgraded to the big the bigs so but i mean it's still i mean you can go fishing on a off of a boat ramp and yeah on a literally a boat launch and you yeah, can you can, you can just shore, catch you can fish. shore fish and you catch can stuff go all the time. you can like that's the best thing about fishing you can go anywhere virtually anytime and you're going to have a chance i mean obviously if you go at prime times where it's like early morning or um like later afternoon you're gonna have a little bit better chance just statistically proven but yeah you're still gonna like i've caught fish like seven in the morning i've caught yeah. fish nine in the morning caught fish at like yeah. 1 p.m which is apparently like the, the worst, worst time. time to go fishing i usually, caught fish at one o'clock yeah. i mean me too i think everybody's I've caught, caught fish then i yeah. mean it's not easy like if you go out for like three hours you might catch like two yeah you know which is like yeah what are you gonna say i was gonna say if we're wrapping it up what's your favorite what's your favorite bait to throw favorite bait okay i have a little should we say bait or lure Okay. Do you fish? Do you lure. fish with bait? First of all, uh, I, I I rarely I, do. I mean, if you call worms bait, like I go okay. worm fish once in a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. My favorite lure. I mean, you always got. I have a little. You always got to have worms. I have a little like Rapala jerk bait that I use. Oh, jerk bait. Yeah. I got my. I have one jerk bait. I haven't got a full. I got it late Those last year. Those are my year, favorite so. though, because like they, they can like attract anything. There's mm-hmm. also like, 
I like worms, not like the plastic worms or whatever, because you can usually string those up and like they're pretty enticing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's soft plastic worms. Yeah. Yep. And uh, like Senkos. Yeah, Senkos. Yes. I like those a lot. You got the Yamamoto Senkos? No, I I oh, get the... Uh, those things do wonders. I forget what I get, but... I get like the KVD specialty ones. Oh, those are just as good. Yeah. yeah. I, I've I've learned that um, if you spend up a little bit to get some of the, the more premium plastics like there, so like I've got some... Yamamoto Senkos and of course yeah. people in the fishing world know those are those, those are, are those are high high, so, high tier yeah but I don't yeah I I love I mean I don't have as much success but frog fishing is just like frog fishing is fun the you intense, can get a lot the intensity the anticipation the anxiety it brings it's just like another and, and when, once and when you it hits hit, too yeah oh once you get a hit goodness, you're I don't hooked. think a, I don't think a lot hooked. of a lot of feelings in fishing match it <laughs> get it you're hooked well I didn't even try to do that it's funny <laughs> We might want to end right there. Just on that, that just pun on right that. there. Should we just end on the pun? Might as well. Well, we might as well. Thank you guys for tuning in. And don't worry. We are still making our content. We are still having guests. We were liking at having one next week. You'll have to find out who it is later on. Don't forget to follow us on social media, at the MVSP, on Twitter, and Instagram, where you can get all the podcast notifications for the show. And if you guys liked our NFL mock draft that we did, I mean, after maybe March, we'll do another one. after March Madness, we might have to do another one, Joe. Yeah, maybe. People maybe like get Barry people like the here. first one. I yeah, think we'll have to make it a little shorter than we did the first. Time. Yeah, that one was a little bit, little a little bit, bit long. long but, but you know what? It's fine. Yeah, it happens. It still works. So, but don't forget to also subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's Castbox, Radio Public, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, whole Pocket bunch of Cast, Radio Public. You said all and those right. I forgot the last whole one. Bunch more. Dang it. I almost got it. Whole I think I got more. seven. I'm trying to get all nine. I'm really next trying time. to. I should probably study next time. Yeah, come on, Brandon. Sorry. You're really dropping the ball. I am dropping the ball. But until next time. Take care, everybody.